Welcome to the Trading Raw Stories Podcast. I'm Rita Pirat, the host with the most inspiring stories that you ever did hear. Back in the day when the day was back, I was known as the juicing queen. I became raw vegan overnight after watching a documentary called Food Matters. Changing what I was putting in and on my body didn't just make me lose weight and have great skin. It gave me mind clarity, more energy, and over time made me so self-aware and intuitive that I vibrate on a higher frequency and level of consciousness that's turned me into a manifesting queen. I've lived like nine lives and have amazing stories to share that may inspire you to finally leave that toxic guy you're with that miserable job you hate, start that business you've been talking about forever, and at the very least, you'll probably start saying yes more often and eat more vegetables. I'm your tell it like you need to hear it and make you do it, sister from another mister. I've lived quite the life and have stories for days that have inspired women to transform their lives in real big ways. So I created this podcast to share my insane and unbelievable stories with the world to reach whoever needs to hear them. I'll bring on inspiring humans to trade stories with me, and I'll even have some live coaching sessions with listeners calling in. You're here because you were meant to find this podcast, this community, these raw stories. There are no coincidences. Everything happens for you, not to you, and I'm so glad you're here. Hey, 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 welcome back to another episode of the Trading Raw Stories podcast. It's your girl, Rita, and I am so, so happy to be back with you here and on this friggin' podcast. Let me tell you real quick why you haven't had an episode in a few weeks. I was back in Chicago for yet another funeral. Yes, unfortunately, in February, I found out about my grandma passing and I flew back and spent a couple weeks there. And then I just found out about my grandpa and flew back and I wasn't sure how long I would stay. The interesting thing is that I felt like I should move back. And as soon as I started to think that and feel that, I started manifesting opportunities that would support that, which is so insane because whatever you think about and whatever you put out into the world, whatever you are desiring or potential ideas or options or hypothetical life possibilities, like whatever you're putting out there If you just pay attention, look around you, I guarantee you there are things conspiring to create that, to support you in that. So while I was in Chicago for the funeral and whatnot, I saw my mom and she was really broken, really sad because this was her dad. And, um, you know, we lost my grandma from my dad's side a couple months ago in February. And so the thing is, my mom's mom is also not doing well. And so my heart is just like, I need to be home with my mom. I need to be with her. Like that was my driving force of, you know, the the wanting to move back to Chicago thing. And so living here in San Diego, it's very interesting because as soon as I said, like, maybe I'll move to Chicago, I got a job offer that has a, a position basically in California for me. However, my lease expires in uh, June, end of June, and the Mercedes dealership hit me up and they're like, hey, you want to sell us your car? And I'm like, what? So I would be able to literally load up a U-Haul with all my shit and just drive straight to Chicago and never look back. Like that is how easy 
it was basically becoming. And the job that I mentioned that's based in San Diego, suddenly they are creating a position for me in Chicago. Now, mind you, I have, you know, my coaching business and all these things I'm, you know, creating and whatever on the side, like retreat. I have my retreat that's the first weekend of June. And by the way, I have I only have six spots left. And so if you're interested in that, definitely hit me up, DM me um, or email me and we can chat. But there's only six spots left. So going to be picky about who I let come. You know what I'm saying? Got to have that good energy. <laughs> Anyways, so where was I? Oh, yeah. So then they all of a sudden are creating a position for me in Chicago. So now I really get to decide. I really get to choose like, holy shit, I can absolutely move to Chicago and I can stay in California and I can completely go nomadic and live in a van if I want to or just travel and live in a different Airbnb and not take a job and just continue working on my business and, you know, all that. So I recently just was sitting with that for so long. Like I didn't give this company an answer. I was like, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know what to do because a part of me wanted to just be back at home with family. And that was mainly for my mom to be with my mom and family in general, right? Like I I had this feeling, I had this nudge back in 2019 when I was living in New York City, I suddenly started to feel pulled and called back to Chicago. And so I answered that call. I decided I would move. And then when I tried to change my mind, the universe was like, nope, not having it. Like, you're you're doing this. You have to. It's the next thing. And so when I went to Chicago, the first month I was back, I actually saw right away that it was my sister that needed me. And I met my um, soon-to-be boyfriend at the time. Um, and because of that relationship, I ended up in California, where I always said I would end up. So I was being nudged. I was being divinely guided. And even in this situation where I'm feeling the nudge to move back to Chicago, I had to determine, like, is that something I want or is that something I'm doing to please others? Because I grew up with a mother who was so loving and so nurturing and so self-sacrificing and people-pleasing and just completely putting herself beyond last that I was doing that in every relationship. I was doing that throughout my life and I wasn't really truly ever my authentic self until I started to be a little more selfish, if you want to call it that. I started to put my needs and my desires first. So instead of bending over backwards, cooking, cleaning, and taking care of my man, I'm cooking, cleaning, taking care of me And if I have any space left, then I'll hook you up. But I'm going to take care of me first. And that's the thing is like we feel so guilty when we do that. And so with wanting to move back to Chicago, I was like, shit, am I doing this because I want to or because I feel bad and want to be with my mom and what? Like I had to really sit with that. But then when I flew back to California... The second I landed and got my baggage and I looked outside heading out there for my lift to take me home, I just immediately felt my soul was like, you're not going to Chicago. Get the fuck out of here. Like, no, absolutely not. No. And so right away and I'm like driving home 
And then I get back, you know, and I take Frankie to the big field that we like to go to. And he's running around like a little psycho. And it's like an 80 degree day, of course. And then I went to the beach and I was journaling and I was just feeling so good, so connected, so like positive and high vibe. Like I hadn't felt like that in so long. Granted, I was in Chicago for a funeral again, but also like it's just got this darker energy. It's just got this like, um, I don't know how to describe it, but it's like a dark and gloomy energy that comes over me when I'm there. I don't know if it's because I grew up there, I was bullied there, or like just, you know, I don't know, like my old, 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 old inner child self comes creeping out that maybe still needs some healing. You know, things are activated within me. I don't know. But I figured maybe it would be okay. Like, oh, I could get a dope-ass apartment like I have right now in California. And I could, you know, drive and go see my mom anytime I want. How dope would that be, right? Like, and I was trying to convince myself to do it because I thought that that's what I wanted. So the reason why I'm sharing the story with you is because I want you to be aware and be conscious of when you are doing something for yourself and when you're doing it for someone else. And also when you are acting from a place that's out of alignment, when you're acting from a place that is not what you actually truly want, it's not your true self, it's not what your soul desires, you're like living based on someone else's expectations or society's agreements, right? Like it's not okay to do this or that, so you don't. But like who says who? Why? You know? So as long as you are just living from a place of what you think you should be doing and who you should be and what's right and what's wrong based on like society, your culture, parents, family, whatever. Like if you are living from that place, then you're never truly in alignment. And the thing is that when you're not living in a place of like pure, true self, authentic alignment, like why your soul is here, then you're creating some chaos within your body. Energetically speaking, you're manifesting chaos, you're manifesting illness, you're manifesting like just, just, you're not in flow, period. You're blocking energy, you have stuck energy in some places and that you might be getting sick or whatever. So anyway, yeah, so I got I got back home and I was like, nope, not not moving to Chicago. Shit, how am I going to tell my mom now? And so when I FaceTimed her later that day, I or the next day rather, I told her I was like, so I did this and I did this and I did this and I was like smiling and glowing and she's like, yeah, you shouldn't move here. And I'm like, what? I could not believe that my mom said that because growing up, she was like the best guilt tripper on this planet. And I totally, totally learned that from her subconsciously and used that in relationships in the past. Like guilt tripping is not cool. Don't do it. Um, yeah. So she said, no, you shouldn't move here. She's like, you're going to be miserable. And I'm like, oh my God, like I can't believe it. This is coming from the woman who, when I wanted to move to Arizona, which is actually perfect segue because this is the story that I wanted to tell you. And it ties perfectly into the um, manifesting or manifestation masterclass that I'm going to be putting on, um, which I'll tell you in a, in a minute. So, um, but yeah, so my mom would tell me like, 
when I wanted to move to Arizona, she was like, no, don't go. Everyone, you guys are all leaving me and, you know, like guilt tripping me. Like, if you leave, I'll kill myself. Like, oh, I totally used that before in relationships in the past too. It's toxic as fuck. Do not do it. Like, holy shit. I can't believe I said something like that. Like, what? That, that just goes to show you how much like doing this work can actually grow you as a person to the point where you just simply do not say or do shit that you used to do because you're like, what the fuck was I thinking? How did those words even come out of my mouth? Why did I behave like that? That's insane. Like in reflection, I swear to you, I have said and done shit that this current version of me would never in a million years do or say. I also am like not the person that would be caught dead dating the guy that I dated when I was living in New York. Like he would never have a chance with this version of me. Um, yeah, so just, okay. So then my mom basically telling me, you know, no, don't go, don't leave me, that sort of thing when I was wanting to move to Arizona. And then, um, comparing that to now where she's like saying, don't, don't, don't move here. You're going to be miserable. And I, you know, I don't want that. And all that stuff. Like, just come visit more often. You know, I was like, holy shit, she's so grown. <laughs> like, she done grown up um, or matured or healed or I don't know. I don't know, but the, I was not expecting that at all. Okay. So then, circling back to the story of Arizona, like, the reason why I want to share this story is because it should light a fire under your fucking ass that makes you take action without having all your ducks in a fucking row, okay? Like, that's the thing. We want to have everything ready. Like, you won't move to another state, right? Ask yourself this right now. Would I move to another state if I didn't have a job lined up? If your answer is no, then you're playing it super safe and you don't trust the universe, you don't trust that it has your back, you don't trust that you'll be like taken care of and everything will work out, you're living more in fear than in love or in surrender or in letting go or in actually living because you are talking yourself out of something that you actually want to do because you want to play it safe just in case whatever insert excuse or justification here. We will find every reason not to do something. Like we will. We will find it. We will find it and we will justify and we will not take action and we'll be right rightful rightfully so. Um which also I want to tell you about a story today. My friend Roxy, um she's this dope 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 human. Um she might be teaching Kundalini yoga at my retreat by the way. Um, her Instagram is rock, R-A-Q-C world, I believe. Um, I'll link it just so you can connect with her. And she has a really, really amazing podcast with her sister. Um, it's called straight up sisters podcast. So, okay. Um, why I'm telling you this, because she hit me up today telling me that she's going to Greece and the person that was going to go with her is backing out and she's asking me if I want to come. And so here's the thing. It's June 25th that she's going. Now, I'm supposed to move out of this apartment June 27th, and mind you, my my retreat is June 2nd through the 6th. So the beginning of June, right, that's my retreat, which right now, between now and then, I have a month to make sure 
everything is like set and ready and I have six more spots left. So between that and looking for an apartment, because guess what? I'm moving to LA. That's what I decided on. I know. So I was going to Chicago and then I'm not. And then I was going to stay in this current apartment I'm in and then I'm not. And then I was going to move to Little Italy and then I'm not. And then now I'm like, it's fucking LA, bitches. Yes. But really, I actually wanted to move to LA before I moved into this apartment in La Jolla. Um, but I let people talk me out of it, but it's always been this like yearning. I've been feeling like I'm pulled, I'm called, I'm supposed to live in LA. There's something waiting for me there. So I'm going to do it. Anyway, back to the story about Greece and then back to the story about Arizona. I promise like full circle moments are happening. It's just, it's all going to work out. Stay with me here. (laughs) Enjoy the ride. Um, okay. So she told me like, oh yeah, you know, come with me. And I have every reason to say no, because I have to get ready for this retreat. I have to find an apartment. I have to pack and move literally two days after while I would be in Greece. So I, I, and then the money, it's like six grand or something like that. So I'm like, okay, um, yeah, fuck it. I'm down. Let's go. And that's it. That's that fuck yes energy because I was just talking about Greece. My friend is getting married in Greece in June also. And so it's just kind of like, okay, there's a common theme here of Greece showing up. My dad is going to Greece. Like it's just coming up. So I'm like, okay, I'm supposed to go to Greece. I don't know. And it's coming up for me for a reason. I'm going to say yes, like I always do, and it'll work out. And this connects to the Arizona story, I promise. So me telling her like, yeah, you know what? I have every reason to say no because my retreat and I'm, I have to figure out where I'm going to move to and pack and move and all that. And then, you know, the money, obviously, like I have to spend money on movers and a new deposit and things like that. So I have every reason to say no, every logical reason. But my soul is like, fuck yes, let's go. And I don't need to have all my ducks in a row in order to make shit happen, which brings me to the Arizona story. So when in, it was 2010, I was in college in Chicago and this was after I did Warp Tour in 2008 and then went to Vegas for three days. And on my third day, an hour before my flight, like suitcase in hand, was about to go back home to Chicago. I stood there and I was like, I'm not going home. And I stayed there and I ended up living there and I ended up getting stopped at the mall by a casting director and he put me in the movie The Hangover. But see, again, the logical thing was get on the plane, go home. Like, I don't know anybody here. I don't have anywhere to stay. Um, you know, like every every logical reason to get on the plane and go home. But I decided, no, I'm going to stay and just have an adventure and see what happens because I felt my soul tell me, stay, stay, have fun, explore, have an adventure. Why are you rushing back? Because, oh, that's what I'm supposed to do. That's what is normal. That's what society wants. That's what my culture wants. That's what my mom wants. People will talk shit if I stay in Vegas and, you know, just be here by myself and just go with the flow of whatever comes my way versus like getting on the plane, going back to Chicago, enrolling in school, becoming a teacher, getting married, having kids. Like that was the plan that was made for me right? But that's not what my soul is wanting to do. So if I had gone with the plan, then I would not have experienced what I experienced and I wouldn't be who I am today because of all the things that followed, right? So here's the thing. While I was 
basically like wanting to move to Arizona. I didn't have all the ducks in a row. I was living back in Chicago because after Vegas got a little boring, I was like, all right, I'm going to go back home. And then I manifested the most perfect job. That's another story. I'm not going to go down that rabbit hole. But this job that I did manifest, it connected me to living in Arizona. So I guess I should tell it. Well, fuck. All my stories are connected. This is why it's really hard to do like an episode about one thing because it connects to so many other things. And that's why I'm also having a hard time writing my book. So if you know any ghostwriters that can help me like organize this shit, that would be fabulous. (laughs) Hit me up. Um, Okay. So when I was in Vegas and wanting to move back home, like feeling the, the nudge, like, okay, I think I'm done here kind of thing. I looked on Craigslist, and this was before Craigslist was creepy, and I found um, it was a job listing for Barbizon modeling and acting agency or whatever, and the job was a talent director. The description fit me to the T. It was like sales and fashion and you know all these things, and I was like, oh my God, this is perfect. And so then I sent them an email. I applied. I sent them my resume, whatever. And then the next day they hit me up. I talked to them on the phone. They're like, wow, you sound great. We'd love to, you know, ha- to meet you. And I was like, cool. They're like, can you come in tomorrow? I was like, well, I'm kind of in Vegas right now. And so um, they're like, oh, okay. Well, I guess, you know, give us a call when you're, when you're back this way. And I'm like, you know what? I'll be there tomorrow. She's like, okay. And so I loaded up my car And I just drove straight from Vegas to Chicago. It was like 20 something hours, like only stopped for gas. And I was singing like NSYNC, Backstreet Boys, Britney Spears. Like that's my um, road, road. um, What is it called? Damn it. I'm like blanking. Um, Road trip playlist, road trip music. Okay. So then I went back to Vegas, went to that interview, got the job, Barbizon Modeling and Acting, and I was a talent director, and everything that I learned at that job, I am using or have used and am using today, and in every job I've ever had, I've been applying those skills and and my experience of like interviewing and just having flowy conversations with people um, working off of scripts and things like that. So all of that stuff, oh my God, I didn't even realize it until much later that has been preparing me for everything I'm doing today. And so that's the thing. I urge you to also look at that in your life. Like look at your jobs that you've had. Look at your life experiences. There are breadcrumbs, baby. They're showing you what you're good at, what you're meant to be teaching, what you're meant to be doing. You've been drawn. You've been attracted to. You've been creating, living a certain life, not for no reason, not for no reason. Trust. So I can help you figure that out. If you want, DM me to get a free coaching session. Happy to help you. I call it the download and I figure out all your shit and I tell it to you and then you're like, whoa, mind blown. And then you start taking action and manifesting like all the things that you had been like completely stuck on forever. But anyway, back to the story. So when I got back to Chicago and got that job and I enrolled in school, I was doing everything you're supposed to do, okay, and I was going to be a teacher, and I, man, this was crazy, I was like eating small portions every three hours, I lost some weight, um, and I was basically like working, going to school, and going to the gym, all like back to back to back, so it was insane, and 
um, after I went on tour and all that, then I stopped working out. And um, if you're interested, I can teach you how to like be fit and lose weight without working out because you can't pay me to. I won't do it. Anyway, um, back to the story. <laughs> oh, this is fun. Okay. Um, where was I? Yeah. So then when I wanted to move to Arizona. Okay. So this is the, this is the whole thing now. So when I wanted to move to Arizona, I didn't have all my ducks in a row. I didn't have a job lined up. I didn't have an apartment. I didn't have, I didn't transfer schools. I didn't anything. I didn't have anything. All I knew was that my soul one day when I was in the car about to drive to school on a winter, brutally freezing cold day, I got in the car and I literally could not see anything through the windshield. I had to hit the windshield wipers and it was just going like, like frozen ice. Like I seriously, I was like, just like, what the hell? And I was freezing, just freezing, shivering, shaking. And I was like, I don't want to live here anymore. And I realized it like dawned on me. I don't have to because of that experience that I had in Vegas where I went for three days and ended up living there. So I was like, I don't have to live here. I came back because my mom was calling me and like begging me every day, like, come home. What are you doing? Come home. Come home. What are you doing there? And so I like got, I started to feel like, okay, okay, I'll come home. But um, it also got boring. It got really old. Like the party scene was just like, okay, I'm done. But I ended up getting a job and I was like head of a guest list. I was like promoting a club, getting all these beautiful women in there. And every beautiful woman that got there, I freaking got paid for. So it was pretty cool. Um, and then I told you I got stopped at the mall and I did a lot of promo work and like it was cool. But then it got boring. And then my mom was bugging the hell out of me to come home. So yeah, that's part of that story. And then let's see what happened. Um, so yeah, so that day where I was like in the car freezing my ass off, I was like, I cannot do this anymore. I am done. And I went straight to the counselor's office and I was like, listen, I can't do this anymore. I need to move to warmer climate. I think I'm going to move to Arizona or something. And I had visited, um, like a couple years prior to that or something or, or recent, I don't know recent enough for me to be like I could live there and it's like dry heat and palm trees and uh it's like cheaper to live and all that stuff so they're like yeah but you're gonna set yourself back like a year and you know you have to pay that extra tuition and all that stuff like logically it was not smart to move to Arizona at that moment However, my soul was like, we're done here, bitch. And so I was like, okay. And so, so I told them, I was like, I don't care. I'm moving. And I went back home. I sat my mom down. I was like, mom, I love you so much, like so much, but you have to let me go. I just simply cannot live here. If you'd like to choose somewhere else to live, I will gladly go with you. But I have to go now, okay? Like, please, can you just, like, let me go, not call me every day and cry and, like, beg for me to come home? Please, please, can you let me go? Like, I really, truly wanted her to say okay so that I didn't feel guilty while I was away. But I still did, and that's why I spoiled her rotten. Like, every car she's ever driven, I bought her. The house she lives in, I bought. Like, come on. So it's, like, a guilt trip that is not even put on by her. It's, like, I've... 
I've put it on myself because I feel bad that I'm not there. And I paved the way for my siblings to also leave because growing up in a in an Assyrian household, like A, you're not supposed to move out till you get married. B, especially if you're a female, um, forget it. It's not even a thing. Like you just cannot do it apparently. Um, but yeah, so like because I left when I was like 17, 18 and then got my own place and all that and I've just been somewhat of a rebel, if you will, um, in the community's eyes and uh, yeah. So I paved the way. Now my brother is, you know, he moved away. He lived in Colorado for a while. My sister is now in Texas. So nobody's home. And I feel bad that like my mom is really empty nester already, you know, and it's just kind of sad. So that's part of the reason I wanted to move back to Chicago too, because I felt guilty. Like I just want one of us to be there and I'm totally her favorite. Like she told me. Um, (laughs) um, So yeah, anyway, So when I made that decision, that's the thing. It's like you make the decision, boom, and then everything falls into place, right? It's like, do I live in fear? Do I go, oh, no, I can't move to Arizona because I have to wait until this, you know, the school year is over, the semester is over, so I don't have to pay, you know, extra or whatever, or I can't move to Arizona. I don't have a place. I don't know where I'll live. I don't have a job. Um, And then if I transfer to ASU, they're going to charge me out of state tuition, like every reason not to do it. Like we will find all the reasons and their mothers and we will talk ourselves out of doing something that we know we want to because it's not the safest bet. It's not like the logical way to go. The logical way to go would be to stay put and stay home and go to school and work my job and sit down and shut up and get married, have kids, and that's my life. But I was feeling this like urge to get the fuck out of Chicago. And so I'm so glad I did because if I didn't, I, sh- I shit you not, I would not be the, the person that I am today. I would not have discovered, I really don't believe I would have discovered or um, the work that I've done or um really like even have a coaching business or this podcast. I would not be this version of me. I would not have experienced what I experienced. I would have been held back truly energetically by just living in the like bubble that is like the Assyrian people that I grew up with or, you know, that I don't even know. Um, and the pressures of family and all that, because Like if you look at my sister and you look at me, we are completely, completely different in like our journey of like growth and healing and all of that and, you know, creating in our lives and whatnot, like bless her heart. But yeah, so but if she had left Chicago sooner, if she was not under the, you know, the thumb of like the Syrian, you know, bubble or pressures or you know like she was also more involved in in you know family and I was just kind of like I started from scratch I had a whole new life social media is not really a thing yet and so it's like I I was I it's almost like I started I created a whole new identity like I started from scratch I, I wiped the slate clean nobody knows me in Arizona I mean granted there were people from Chicago that also moved there but they were living in like Peoria or or Phoenix and I was in Scottsdale because I'm bougie like that so just like here in San Diego I live in La Jolla because I'm bougie like that um but yeah and so basically I said yes I'm moving I don't care job all the things it'll work out it'll work out it'll work out like that was my logic <laughs> it'll work out 
And so I went and loaded up my car, drove 26 hours straight to Arizona, and my mom has a sister there, and so I crashed on her couch for like a day or two, and I had this like moment where I was like, it was in the middle of the night, like 5 a.m. or something, I just like jumped up and I was like, oh shit, I know, and I had this brilliant idea of being um of like finding a room a furnished room to rent instead of like having you know finding an apartment getting all this furniture blah blah blah, like just to get started to make it a little easier on me let me let me find a room to rent to get started so i made this list of like 10 different places and they were all female roommates and different locations and whatnot And then the very last, there was one I left for last because it was a guy. And I was like, oh, my mom won't let me live with a guy. I can't live with a guy till I'm married and blah, 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 you know. And so I was like, oh, I'll leave him for last. And so I went to each of these places. None of them like rang this like soul bell in me, let's call it that. Until the last one where I met the guy and he was like the most handsome, kind, wonderful human that I ever met at that point. And I just felt like, and the place, the apartment was perfect. The bedroom that I would be renting was perfect. The location was amazing. It was Old Town Scottsdale. And so I was like, dude, give me the key. Let's do this shit. And he's like, really? I'm like, yeah fuck it, let's do it. And so that was it. Like I got the key, I went and got my shit and I moved in just like that. And he and I are friends till this day. And then fast forward four years later, just real quick, when I was living in New York, I actually um, remembered him and the job that he had because he was like sitting on the couch working from his laptop. They gave him a car, they paid for his parking, they paid for his gas and tolls and um, lunches and dinners and corporate credit card and all these things. And I was like, whoa, what job is this that you have, homie? I was like, I need this job. And mind you, this was 2010 and it's 2022 at the time of this recording. And so that was a long time ago and I was a lot younger and in college to be a teacher and all that stuff. So when I transferred to ASU, but um, I'll, I'll roll backwards again. I hope you're keeping up with me. DM me and let me know if like you like this flow or if it drives you nuts and you can never listen again. Like, please let me know. Okay, I'm really, really interested because the flow and the vibe of these episodes are like kind of just, you know, they are what they are. But I can go back to interviewing people or it's not even really interviews. It was just conversations that were like dope as fuck. Um, But yeah. So when I saw him like sitting on the couch working, whatever, I was like, dude, what do you do? And so when I was living in New York, I remembered him and that job and I looked it up and turned out they were hiring and I was like, holy shit. And so I applied and he was my reference. I got the job like three days later. It was super, super amazing. And it made my life in New York so easy. Like, holy shit, nobody has a car in New York. I had a car and they paid for my gas, parking, tolls, everything. Like it was, I had it made. It was insane. Um, And so that wouldn't have happened. I probably would have never moved to New York if I didn't live in Arizona and have him as a roommate. I definitely wouldn't have gotten that job. I wouldn't have even known about like field sales or educational technology sales, ed tech, which is like what I've been in for the past God knows how many years. So you see like that pull to Arizona, like it created this like ripple effect of all these other experiences that wouldn't otherwise have happened. And I'm going to teach this master, uh, 
I got to cut that part out because these idiots that were judging my podcast are going to talk shit if I don't. But you know what? Fuck them. I'm going to leave it. I don't give a fuck. Okay. So the manifestation secret masterclass that I'm going to be teaching it is on um, May 16th at 3 p.m. Pacific and you can register for it. I will link it in the show notes. And it's basically the manifestation secret that nobody is talking about that I'm pretty sure I discovered and created or am living proof of, and I will teach it to you. And you might have gotten a hint of like what it could be just through like my stories, but I will make sure to teach you all about it because I'm sure you're already doing your daily affirmations and you're tapping and you're meditating and your future self journaling and you're acting as if and you're surrendering and you're letting go and you're trying so hard to trust your intuition and all the other things to manifest your dreams but I bet you that you're not doing this one thing and it's stopping you from receiving what you're trying to manifest and honestly it became more and more apparent to me that I've been like doing this manifestation secret during my group coaching classes on Thursdays because I noticed that there was like a common thing or a common theme rather that I did in every story of mine that allowed me to manifest what I wanted or better every single time. And it's what I inspire in my clients on Thursdays for sure. And, you know, I was also like examining and reflecting on my own life, like on my stories for my book. By the way, my book is called The Universe is My Bitch and it can be yours too. And my course is called Redefine Reality Academy. So if you want to get in on that, message me to get on the whitelist, okay? Um, but yeah, I just thought to myself, holy shit, like I'm legit creating my life by doing this. So again, there's that one common thing that I did in every story of mine that allowed me to manifest what I wanted or better every single time. And if you want to know this manifestation secret that I've been using to create the life that I'm living that I only dreamed of a couple of years ago, like seriously, the fact that I live in the apartment I live in and pay the rent that I pay, fuck it, I'll tell you, I don't give a shit. I pay $3,144 for a one bedroom apartment. It's insane, but it's the most gorgeous space. Like I feel like I live on vacation, massive resort style pool and cabanas and all that and like so many amenities and hot tub and pool table shuffleboard there's even a fucking karaoke room and I love karaoke and I don't know why I've been here for like 14 months and I have not yet used that room so maybe I should throw a karaoke party and if you're down let me know and if you're in the California area San Diego let me know um but yeah like the floor-to-ceiling windows is something I always dreamed of something I dreamed of and it was like a far away, far away thing that would happen at some point. Like think about something that you want that you think is so far away. I'll give you an example of one of my clients. Her name is Jordan. She was living in New York and she felt like one day she would live in LA. Okay. And she told me when she first joined my group in June, last June, um, she said that she would see herself moving to LA in like three to five years. Like she had a plan and all that stuff that she would create that and she would end up moving then. And so in the first month with me, coaching with me, she decided I'm moving. I'm moving to LA. And by that September, I believe, she actually moved and she's been living and thriving in LA. She started 
like ch- changed her life in such big ways. She's doing acting classes. She's in the yoga teacher training. These are all things that she dreamed of that she's now doing because of being in my group coaching and I inspired this one manifestation secret in her that it changed her life. So I wanted to finish that story real quick, basically the Arizona little bit. So while I was living in Arizona, right, I did transfer schools to ASU. And instead of paying out-of-state tuition, which is something that the counselor worried me about, and I was like, it'll work out, it'll work out. And um, basically, the Barbizon job that I had in Chicago, and this is why I told you about that, is because one day... I went to the mall and I saw that there was like a kiosk of like these Barbizon girls that were stopping people and asking them if they wanted to be models or something like that. And one of them stopped me and I was like, oh my God, Barbizon, no way. And so they're like, yeah, I was like, where is it? Where is it? And they told me where. And then I emailed or called and went there the next day and interviewed and they hired me like on the spot. They're even like, oh, we totally heard of you, you know, because I was amazing at what I did in Chicago and um, yeah so then I got that job and I got the Chicago location to write an email or a letter rather um, to say that they transferred me so that I didn't have to pay um, out-of-state tuition and so that worked out beautifully and then all of a sudden you know got that apartment and then uh, it just all worked out. It's all really, really, really beautiful. I even ended up getting a two-seater convertible. I got a Harley Sportster, like insane, like amazing things that I created for myself. Like you wouldn't even believe it. One day I was sitting in traffic driving to school um, because I ended up moving somewhere with somebody and I was like oh well she wanted to be roommates and I was like okay we could try and then I was like nope not doing it and I left all my furniture she kept it all and I just wanted to be let out of the lease so that I could go and get my own apartment again um yeah I can't really do the roommate thing like I really love my space but um yeah so I was I was driving in traffic to go to school And sitting there, like traffic was not moving. And I noticed on my left, there's like this HOV lane. We didn't have that in Chicago. So I was like, what is this shit? And so when I saw a motorcycle zoom past me and I was like, oh my God, I should get a motorcycle. You know, that like inspired idea. And then I sat there in traffic and Googled motorcycle schools and called, signed up, paid for it, started that weekend and took the test on Monday, passed it, and then got my bought my bike that Friday. Like I was literally riding a Harley Sportster to college. <laughs> I was such a badass. Oh my god! Granted, I was a little older than everybody. Like they because I when I did Warp Tour in two thousand seven eight. Um, when I went like I lived in Vegas for a while and I was just like living it up having fun and just kind of free flowing and then when I moved back to Chicago went to school there to be a teacher and then when I decided to move to Arizona I set myself back a year so I was already like behind and made myself even more behind so when I should have had my bachelor's degree 
in like what 2007 or something I finished in 2013 (laughs) but so what I still finished it I became a teacher I even freaking won the silver apple award my first year teaching in Arizona I was on the freaking news they came to my class with um, when it was like on it was pajama day of all days like insane with a big cardboard check and a little award thing and um, yeah it was pretty cool but so that's the story. Basically, what my what I want you to take away from this is that if you feel lit up, if you feel excited, if you feel like I want to do this thing, do it. Stop talking yourself out of things and just do it. And you don't need to have all your ducks in a row or look at what your reality actually is. And this is what I'll tell more stories um, to teach you the manifestation secret that I was talking about that no one is talking about that, um, that I know of anyway. Um, but it's basically like you get to create your life. You know this, right? You know this, okay? But what you do is you look at your reality and you make decisions based on your reality. You make decisions based on what's currently actually happening physically in your life, right? Like I have a, there's a woman that I've been like really um, pouring into, if you will, that is not a client, was for a little bit, but um, you know, life happens, right? And she shared with me that like life, it's like just all these bad things happen all the time. Bad things just happen to me. And I'm like, you know what? I used to actually have that mindset. When I lived in Chicago, bad things always happened to me and I expected them. Like I would get pulled over or I would get in a car accident or I would just like have bad shit happen. Like in my early 20s, I was almost raped and murdered. Like bad shit happened to me in Chicago. At the same time, I learn now to look back and learn now to look at current things that happen that one would label as bad, I look for the lesson. So it's like, okay, why is this happening for me? What can I learn from this? How did I create this? What did I like think about or feel that brought this into my experience, right? And I'll also teach you about raising your money baseline, like of what you think is possible for you, what you think you can afford, what you think that you deserve or believe that you deserve. These are all different pieces of like manifestation, but there is one thing that you're not doing. And I'm going to teach you in that masterclass workshop, whatever the fuck you want to call it, um, webinar. I've been like really deep in Russell Brunson stuff because I don't know if you know this, but if you've listened to my podcast episodes like from the past and you know that like I created my group coaching program and I was on Clubhouse and I got like all my clients like I made 30k in sales in my first month coaching. Like seriously, no funnel, no nothing. And so I can teach you how to do that, but it's like I'm not really using Clubhouse anymore. I don't think it is what it used to be. I don't know, but there's still people on there and they're doing their thing. So maybe I should try. Anyway, so yeah, that's it. I'm done. I'm tired of talking. You're probably tired of listening. It's all good. So just make sure that you register for the webinar, masterclass, workshop, whatever the fuck. And um, check out my group coaching if you're feeling curious because it will change your life. And um, yeah, 
be sure to share this episode with somebody um rate review the podcast if you haven't already connect with me on instagram and all the things and yeah i will chat with you again next tuesday because i release an episode every tuesday except when i experience a lost loved one and have to leave this state i didn't bring my microphone with me and i honestly was not feeling you know energetically in alignment with doing an episode while i was grieving and mourning so all right i love you guys have a great morning evening afternoon um whatever whatever time it is for you wherever you are in the world (laughs) i love you so much i hope you enjoyed this i hope you learned something i hope you took something away from it i hope it inspired you i hope it lights a fire under your ass and i hope that you join the um the workshop thingy and i have six spots left for the retreat so if you want to jump on that you want to come to california room and board in a luxurious beautiful space is already waiting for you um food and everything's taken care of come meditate come do yoga come join us in healing circles and just my shaman will be there and he's going to do the healing energy treatment that he did on me at the plant medicine ceremony that i did an episode about if you haven't listened to that definitely go back and listen to that um but yeah that's it okay i love you bye